0: This is The Coach T Show, where business strategist and marketing expert, Coach T discusses all things business, from how to scale to closing consistent sales. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, you're in the right place. Are you in? Put me in, Coach. Put me in there. Let's go.
1: Well, hey, friends. Welcome back to The Coach T Show. And on this episode, we're diving into hustle versus flow. And I'm so excited to be talking about this topic because if we're being candid here, it's something that I struggled with for a long time and it is a topic that comes up very often with my coaching clients. And so why not break it down? Why not have a real conversation about something nobody ever talks about? You see, we live in a society where people are always talking about their successes. They're bragging about the money that they're making. I mean, you could hardly click a a YouTube video without seeing some ad about some coach somewhere sitting in a jet with, you know, supposedly a million dollars in cash sitting in front of them. And they're telling you, hey, you know, you can make a million dollars in 90 days if you use their strategy. In fact, I just saw an ad like that before I jumped on with you today. And so, you know, that's really interesting, right? So there's that perspective and there's this idea that, um, you know, you've got to sort of hustle to make that type of thing happen. And the only way that you could ever be a seven-figure entrepreneur or continue to have multi-six figures is if you hustle. And, you know, that's something that a lot of us have heard throughout our life, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you know, most of us growing up, heard that. And so we thought, Hey, we've got to do really well in school. We've got to be, you know, in all of the sports and doing all the activities and we got to make this thing work. Um, and Hey, that's going to take some work, hard work, right? That is something that a lot of parents distilled, uh, to us, a lot of people. And so that mentality just spilled over into adulthood. And now we're taking that with us on the journey of entrepreneurship. And, you know, as a question, the question is, is that right? Is that wrong? And, you know, I'll let you decide at the end of this conversation, but let me tell you a little bit about me. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, a little bit about my story, I haven't given too much of this backstory before, but, um, you know, I moved to Washington, D.C. I started working for one of the most senior and prominent senators um, of the United States. That was really cool. I was like, wow, this is cool. I've always wanted to work here. I like this. Um, was a lot of work, <laughs> right? Right and not a lot of pay. And so I said, hey, okay, I, I kinda wanna switch things up here. I'd like to be making more money. I decided to leave and I started working at a uh, private firm um, that also had dealings in Washington. And so that was cool. I was the youngest person working in the firm by at least 20 years. So it was, it was nice that they'd chosen me for this job. Also a lot of work. And after three years there, I said, hey, I got to do something different. I would like to leave, and I'd like to start my own business. So that was the first time I ever started my own business. It was a brick-and-mortar business. And uh, it will surprise most people that it was actually an automotive business, which didn't surprise me because I loved cars. Uh, It was very lucrative, really good stuff. But in that business, I would show up to work at 6 a.m., and I would be really, really lucky if I could be home before eleven pm. And there was just this idea that that's the way it had to be because we had a lot of customers coming in. We had to serve them. We had to deliver. Um you know there were parts that were coming in. There were employees that needed to clean up. I had to lock up. It just was the way it was. And, um, yeah, that that was a really, really interesting time. And I had a child who was one at the time when I had that business. And um, one day, I was driving home after being at work from six, but this time, not six to 11, six to 1 a.m. I was pregnant with my twin girls and I was exhausted and all I wanted to do was go home. So I get on uh, the highway and I'm speeding down the highway but I don't think I'm speeding because I just want to go home. I'm following the traffic pattern of the other three cars who were also speeding with me. I ended up getting pulled over, and uh, the police had no sympathy for my pregnant self. You know, I didn't look so great because I'd been working, you know, I don't know, 16 hours at that point. Um, and, uh, yeah, I ended up getting a ticket, tic- ticket for reckless driving, okay, and had to go handle that. It was later thrown out. But all of that is just sort of an example of, What can happen, right, from this idea that we've got to just push it, push it, push it, push it, push it all the time. And then, you know, in the first service-based business that I had that was sort of like online service, I found myself doing the same amount of crazy work. In fact, in all of the businesses that I've had, it's been the same thing, different business, same crazy amount of work. And what I'm finding that's so interesting about it is, well, hey, Coach T., Is all of this time that you're spending something that's truly, truly, truly productive? Is it really garnering results? And when I say results, I mean, is it getting me more clients? Is it getting me more sales? Or am I just doing a series of things that I've been taught that I need to do to keep the wheel spinning so that I can be a productive person and I can work hard and be a successful person, right? So what's the answer there? And what I have found is that, you know, that's a mentality that I grew up with, right? Because I knew that I needed to work hard because my parents said I did. And that was the reason that I got into law school and I could do all these things. But if there was one thing that I could go back and change, if there's one thing that I could tell any entrepreneur who's just starting out or anybody who's an entrepreneur and they need to shift and make some changes, it would be that you don't need to hustle. You don't need to hustle. You've got to be intentional. Intentionality is important, but the hustle is not. That's just kind of being on a hamster wheel. So that's important. So a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, I just started my business or we just started offering this new product or service. We have to hustle right now. It's kind of how it has to be. We're short-staffed. What the hell are we going to do? And so to you, what I'd like to say is, hey, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah, when we're first starting a business, there's probably a time for us to put more work into the business. And when we're doing everything by ourselves and we've got a virtual assistant or whatever, um, yeah, we've all got to do a little bit more than we should be doing. But, but that should not become the norm. That should be the exception to the rule. So only in the initial parts of your business as you're getting things set up and started should you ever be working that hard, right? Shouldn't be a hustle. You know, a hustle is not an Olympic gold medal, What we need to be figuring out is, well, what we? what's working and what's not working? So that's when we move along and we're saying, okay, we just started this new business or we have had this business for X number of years. And here are the things that are getting us clients. Here are the things that are getting us reviews. Here are the things that are putting money in our pocket. And then here are the other things we're doing. And these things aren't doing any of those two. And then make the decision to take those things off the plate Either remove them completely because they are not monetizing or serving your customers or delegate them to someone else who has the time to do them without that being on your watch. Now, what I thought was really interesting is, um, you know, I follow a lot of people, right? I follow a lot of people in the coaching industry, uh, a lot of people in the digital marketing industry because it's interesting, And, and one person who I have a lot of respect for Um, in terms of their work week is Amy Porterfield. And Amy works, she and her staff work a four-day work week. Well, I'd be lying to you if I said that my staff and I work a four-day work week because that's not true. Um, But it's certainly something that in this 2022 year, we want to start moving toward because if we work smart, and we've got the systems in place, there really is no need for us to be working more than that. And you know, there's really something powerful about the recharge time you know, for you know, having settled down and then coming back fully you know, reinvigorated during you know, the next Monday. So I think that's really interesting. Now, one of the things that I'm really, really passionate about is entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs Right. So many of us don't have family per se that are entrepreneurs. We don't necessarily have friends who are entrepreneurs. So nobody really gets it. Our partners are generally not entrepreneurs. So it's kind of us, the lone wolf, figuring it all out. And what I would really encourage everyone to do is sort of band together as a community and start finding entrepreneur besties. And people who kind of can have your back, you could talk through these things with and say, hey, here are the systems that we're putting in place. Here's how I'm running things with my team right now. Here's what's working. Here's what's not working. So you can have these sort of back and forth conversations and you can quickly, you know, cut the trial and error out because somebody else has tried something you already know works or doesn't work for a similar size business and team like yours. And then the ball starts getting rolling. And, you know, there's something about this entrepreneur community. I've got a Facebook group of about the the time that this is being recorded, about 19,000 people. And so that's really exciting. That group is super collaborative. It's called the Online Entrepreneur Monetization Collective. Uh, And so the group's very collaborative. People talk, they share, they do these sorts of things. So I encourage you to join that group and um, find an entrepreneur bestie. But one of the things that I find in outside entrepreneur communities is that everybody's kind of holding the secrets close to their vest. It's like, you know, I made the million dollars. You know, I can't tell you all my secrets. And that's something that I really wish that our community would discourage because at the end of the day, there's only one us, right? So no matter if somebody's selling the exact same thing that you are, there are people who are going to be better aligned with them and there are people who are going to be better aligned with you. So all this to say we should be banding together to form systems, to form communities where we can have discussions about systems, about what's working and what's not working. Um, So, you know, it's going to take a lot of courage to step out there and do something totally different. So when everybody, i.e. your competition, um, is working, you know, six, seven days a week, they're working six-hour days, 16-hour days, six-hour days, right, 16-hour days, It's going to take some courage to say, hey, we're not doing that. We're going to do it our way. We're going to work less. We're going to work smarter. Uh, We're not going to work harder. And let's see what that renders. And, uh, you know, systems in place is certainly a way to do it. Now, something else that I found to be truly, truly interesting um, that that kind of goes with this, with the hustle versus flow, a lot of times when entrepreneurs are hiring, because remember I said we could either Take it off the list if it's not making us money or helping our customers, or we can hire it out. Well, there are a lot of entrepreneurs who are kind of going this cheaper route of hiring um, assistants, virtual assistants, people in other places, et cetera, um, who might not have the skill set to really handle what needs to be handled in the business. And this is not just for VAs. This is also or people who are, you know, trying to hire cheaper people who, you know, live in their local vicinity, right? So what happens is instead of you getting your time back so that you can work on other things, you find yourself having to explain, teach, coach someone how to do something far beyond the time that it should take, right? So far beyond the learning curve time, it's like two months later, we're still explaining how to upload a video to Instagram, right? So I'll give you a great example. Once upon a time, we hired a uh, intern social media manager, and I thought, well, hey, it was just going to be a matter of explaining to her, teaching her our methodology for Instagram, our methodology for DMs, connecting, hashtags, et cetera. And it was like three months later, she still was doing none of the stuff. So what I found myself doing every evening was scheduling post for the next day. So basically she was getting paid and I was doing the work and I was doing more work than I should have been doing where if we just sort of cut the umbilical cord uh, about a month earlier, two months earlier, we could have said, hey, this is not working. You know, let's find someone who's got an even better skill set in this. So those are things to think about as well. Hiring the right people who could save you time. And yeah, they might cost a little bit more, but it's going to be so much well worth it. Well, what now that you are now buying into this idea that you've got to hustle less, flow more? What do you get out of it besides you know more hours back in your pocket? You know, one of the things that's been really juicy, juicy, juicy to me is this idea that when I am doing less, I, I, I notice this. I don't always act on it, but just being honest here, When I am doing less, I am able to be in the very best energy space to connect with potential customers, to connect with current clients, and the transformations that they have when I'm in that energy space, it's pretty incredible. Not because I'm saying I'm like an energy master or anything, but because I'm able to have more intentional time with them. I'm able to be more present with them. So when I'm not thinking about having to rush and race and be on to the next task that I have and I'm able to just be really present with them and hold a present space, I find that they get better results. We have a better time together and that's really what it's all about. It's about service. So I'm better able to serve them. So, you know, there's this idea, for instance, for digital entrepreneurs, um, anybody, right? That there should be a lot of DMing going on. There should be a lot of, you know, following and followbacks and all this stuff. And this idea that the numbers really matter. And at the end of the week, hey, if we haven't gotten this amount of people who are following us or who we followed or chatted to in the DMs, then it's not been a successful week. I think that's wrong. I think it's probably more of this idea that we should be having intentional conversations with the right people. So if we're having you know, 50 DM conversations a day. Well, how many of those 50 people are, one, the clients who we actually want, our dream client? Not the client we settle for because we got to pay a bill, but, like, the client we actually want. Two, how many of them are clients who are actually ready to take action? So not somebody who says, hey, in a year I'm ready to commit, but somebody, like, now in the next six months is ready to move forward. How many people meet both of those criteria? Well, of those 50 DMs, you probably should start crossing out the ones who don't meet those two criteria. It's a waste of your time right now. You would have you know, better time spent talking to the people who meet those criteria, who are ready to do something, who are your dream client, and have intentional, more connected conversations with them. They're going to feel it, and you're going to see the results of them feeling that. That's really important stuff. I think that's something that gets glossed over um, very often. And I saw uh, online in one of these big Facebook groups an entrepreneur who had this really interesting thing that she said. It made me smile because it's so true. She says, you know, she said, when I first started in my business, I was and this is her talking. She says, I was, you know, always sort of lurking and looking and seeing like, well, who got the most likes and and who had the most people commenting? And I. Uh, If I saw an entrepreneur who didn't have that going on, I would never really talk to them in the DMs because I'd say, oh, they can't really afford my product. So now this is her talking again. She says, so now I know that that's not true and that there are, you know, million dollar entrepreneurs with one or two likes on their posts because they're being intentional. They are targeting a specific type of person. Um, it's not that they need the masses to like them and follow them. This is not homecoming queen or king. Uh, This is a matter of like, hey, who's going to actually convert to a real paying customer? That's a good fit, right? And so she was saying how she realized that in her business and how it changed everything. And what an interesting way to think about our time on social media What an interesting way to think about, you know, the time that we expend connecting with people. Hey, it's not the numbers, it's not the uh, quantity, it's the quality of what we get. And that takes us right back, back to the hustle and flow, right? Because just because we're hustling doesn't mean we're getting any better results, doesn't mean we're getting more customers, doesn't mean that we're getting better reviews, doesn't mean that we are of better service to the people who are already paying us. Because we're hustling, it just means that we're moving our legs a lot, right? (laughs) Doesn't mean that anything real is happening. Um, But the flow, in the flow, you get the ease, you get more time, you get more intentionality, and from that, you get better results. So that's actually something that I've been really excited um, to bring to all of you because we're actually hosting a million-dollar mindset business training that's happening on, uh, I think it's happening next week, So I will drop the link and that'll be listed uh, here with this podcast. And we're going to get into sort of how people make big mind shifts that allow them to start making money in their business without doing any more work. In fact, they end up doing less work. And so we'll have some case studies and examples of people who are utilizing those techniques and getting those results. So I'm excited about that. Um, and for those of you who are not aware, we are also doing a social media sales funnel training, um, at the end of this month. And that's going to be really exciting. We're going to be getting into, you know, how exactly you can build a social media sales funnel with $0 ad spend, how that funnel can convert people into actual paying customers. And when we get into that training, which is going to be three days, um, it's going to be really a big emphasis that I'll have about this idea that, hey, you don't have to be on all the platforms. Remember, that's the hustle. The flow is being on the right platforms for your ideal clients. Where are they hanging out? How often are they on there? What days are they there? Not you need to be there all the time because that's what some guru told you uh, at some point, right? So that's some of the stuff that we're gonna be talking about. Um, Let's see here. There is a question that I wanted to answer that I got in my Facebook group that I'd love to share with you all. Let's see here. And so the question is, so the question is, how long does it take to go from a multi six figure to a seven figure entrepreneur? Um, I love that question because a lot of people have different responses to it. And so here's my response. It can happen as soon as you get the right systems in place. And I find like in my business, That as soon as I stopped trying to do everything, that was one, and decided to spend the money on hiring the right team, then shit got done. And then money came in in faster quantities. Because when you're trying to do everything yourself, one, you can't do it well, okay? And you have your zone of genius, and everybody else has their zone of genius. Um, And then there's this whole idea that, you know, uh, if you have more people doing things at once it's going to happen faster it's just going to happen faster because that's more hands in the pot Um, so that's what I would say to that Uh, and a lot of people say hey you know so and so has been in business for x number of, of years and they still haven't fit hit seven figures will I ever hit seven figures yeah I mean run your own race you know they're doing something totally different than you they've got a different personality a different product they've got a different systems in place so be okay with Be okay with that. Um, And then last question here. uh, I see someone asking, when should I invest in a business coach? Well, as with anything, as soon as you decide that, hey, you're not in it for a hobby, you're in it to make money, you want to see big results, then I say I get a business coach. And I don't say that just because I'm a business strategist. Um, I'd say that about anything, right? So when I want to get better at golf, I go take lessons at the golf course. When I want to get better playing the piano, I go take piano lessons because that's not my zone of genius. That's somebody else's. And if I work with them, I'm going to get a lot better, a lot faster than if I try to figure it out myself. Yeah. There's YouTube videos. Yes. There are other free resources that I could utilize, but that that's different, right? That's totally different than having hands on -on one-on-one and what, you want to look for when you hire a business coach is somebody who is able to take your unique situation and carve out a custom plan for you reaching your milestones. Notice I made emphasis on two things. One it's not their milestone. It's the milestone that you have next for your business. And the first thing was not cookie cutter. So try to avoid these uh, business coaches that sit you down with modules that you just watch a bunch of videos Because at the end of it, you're going to say, well, wait, how does that apply to my business? And then you're going to have to contact us on the form to get an answer. Um, So you want to find someone who's interactive with you. So that's what I would say there. Um, So that's, that's what I got, folks. So that's this episode of the Coach T Show. Make sure you go ahead and sign up for the social media sales funnel. We want to do that because there's limited space. I will also get you the information for the mindset training. I'm looking forward to chatting with you next week. This is some good stuff. I hope you have a great week. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to the Coach T Show with your host, Coach T. If you enjoyed this episode and want to know how you can apply these tips and tricks to grow your business, sign up for our next free top business course with the link below. You can also follow Coach T at CoachTBiz.com. Enter Instagram at official underscore Coach T to get more free business resources. See you next week.